Welcome to IBBA Insights, providing expert advice on buying or selling small businesses. IBBA Insights is presented by the International Business Brokers Association, the world's largest nonprofit organization for those helping others sell or buy businesses. Now, here's your host, Chris Diglio. I'd like to welcome you to our latest edition of IBBA Insights. Today, we're going to talk about something that the IBBA and M&A Source has supported for many years in an effort to provide quality information on Main Street and lower middle market transactions. The Market Pulse Survey has a great story and is a hidden gem of resources provided by the IBBA, M&A Source, and the volunteers that make it happen. Today, I get the distinct pleasure of talking with the chair of the IBBA, Lisa Riley. Lisa is a founder and president of Delta Business Advisors. She's a past chair and board member of the Arizona Business Brokers Association. Lisa spearheads the quarterly IBBA M&A Source Market Pulse Survey, which we're going to be talking about today. She also holds several certifications, including the IBBA's Certified Business Intermediary, Coles College of Business's Certified Mergers and Acquisitions Professional. Uh, she also has been awarded the prestigious Tom West Award and other awards for outstanding producer from both the IBBA and AZBBA. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Lisa Riley. Lisa, it's uh, not every day I get to talk to the chairman of the IBBA, uh, chairperson or chair, whatever's politically correct these days, but the chair of the IBBA. <laughs> well, that's okay, Chris, because you you know you've been the chair before, so you have. <laughs> you get to talk to a former chair every day. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the yeah. best part about uh, being the, the former chair is that it, that's the word former. Someone else gets the, the pleasure and the honor of doing it. It's a it's a tough job and a, you're doing a great job. And we've heard nothing but great reports in, in a tough time. So um, but so happy that you could take time out to be on the show today and talk about the Market Pulse Survey, because I know it means so much to you. Yes, it does. And thank you, first and foremost, for having having me here and, and allowing me the, the voice to talk about the market pulse. Um, as you know, it's been it's been one of those things I've been involved with almost since my day one with the IBBA. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm going to treat this uh, this uh, recording or this podcast or this episode Kind of like you and I were at the at an IBBA or MA Source conference, and the day's over, and we're we pulled up a seat at the bar, and we're just having a nice conversation over maybe a nice glass of wine or something else, and and just having a, having a talk that I think will be very interesting to everyone that's listening. So if you don't mind, I'm going to jump right into the the Market Pulse uh, Market Pulse survey, and, and and if you don't mind talking to the audience about the history of how this started and you know where it began. Well, as I said, when I when I started in business brokerage, it was it was in 2011. So only 10 years ago, I joined both the Arizona Business Brokers Association and the IBBA. Um, right away, there was a conference, so I went to it and was totally overwhelmed. Um, and I had taken one of Steve Wayne's courses. After I got back, I didn't think about it. He sent out a, a survey asking about what had happened in the class, what we liked and what we didn't like. And in my uh, former life, I did a lot of survey creation, writing, writing surveys, um, evaluating things and so on. So I just uh, took that blob and I put it in five questions and sent it back in a survey uh, monkey, just an easy free one and said, hey, you can use this and just send it out. 
Next thing I knew, I was part of the marketing committee and we were putting together the Market Pulse survey. So Scott Bushke was heading up that survey and the first one launched in um, Q2 of 2012. So as I said, I immediately got involved. <laughs> and it started... Or, 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 tra- <laughs> or translation, Lisa, <laughs> they sucked you in, didn't they? <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, I was I was so new. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but they were talking, okay, we don't have anything out there that really provides an understanding of the market conditions for businesses being sold, at, as we have termed it in this industry, at the Main Street level, those valued between um, up to about $2 million, and the lower middle market, two to five, two to $50 million. And that's what this was focused on. So um, it all started through a little committee getting together. And then, uh, shall we say, Scott and I were both really interested in getting a university or a business school. And John Paglia with Pepperdine's Private Capital Markets just became one of our huge supporters and proponents and and we've we've had a really good relationship with them and they've been a part of this uh from the beginning so that had to be such a wonderful uh, i use the word get right all of a sudden you're starting this this brand new and you're looking at what to do and how to do it and 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 a a resource such as Pepperdine University pops up and and becomes a partner of yours uh, in this endeavor. I mean, that had to be an outstanding feeling. It was. It was. And especially, you know, my my heart's in research anyway. I I love research. I love knowing what and why and how to use it. So the Market Pulse's whole purpose is to provide information to business owners and us business brokers and their advisors and everyone out there. So it's it's to get relevant information that's timely and accurate into people's hands so they can they can make decisions, informed decisions based upon it. Well, when you say relevant information, relative, you know, what what exactly would that be? Because that, that can mean something different to everyone. What what is so special about the information or what differentiates the market pulse from, from other reports or surveys that might be out there? Well, we had a full section on deals that have actually occurred in the quarter. And therefore, it's those that have occurred. Very detailed information. There are 15 questions from the size of the deal, the number of months from getting the engagement to closing the number of months from letter of intent or purchase agreement to closing, you know, what industry it in, what was the multiple paid? Was it SDE, seller's discretionary earnings or EBITDA, earnings before interest depreciation, amortization, well, taxes, sorry. <laughs> uh, the buyer type, you know, who is a buyer, first time individual or private equity group or anything in between? What was the motivation of the buyer? What's the motivation of the seller? Where were they located? Are they nearby or are they coming from more than 100 miles away? You know, what was the final sales price? What was the asking or benchmark price? Was there any exit planning? Guess what that one is predominantly? (laughs) Go ahead, tell me. (laughs) 
<laughs> not, not at all. Most business yeah. owners are not planning their exit. And then uh, one of the, the most important parts, especially in the lower M&A, is, you know, and Main Street, what pr- percentage of the price, you know, was seller financing, was senior debt, was the buyer's equity, you know, earn out, a rollover, mezzanine financing, you know, what, what are the components of this deal? You know, as well as I know, most business owners and advisors out on the golf course, what do you hear? I sell my business for X. <laughs> yeah. Or or you're dealing with a client and they said, what do you mean I can only get X from my business? I saw an article in the paper that said a company in my industry sold for 12 times. I'm like, yeah, but that's a $50 million or a $100 million, whatever million dollar company. And you're doing a million dollars in sales. It's not quite the same thing. Correct. And that's exactly what we do. So so you're doing exactly what, what people do with the market pulse, business brokers, business intermediates do. They take it to client meetings and, show, and start getting those expectations in check. But what I love about what you said about the uh, – what the market pulse provides and what the survey, the results of the survey come out in the report that it actually deals with the deal structure itself, because so often you'll see sold statistics on businesses and, and you wonder why did one sell for such a higher multiple than the others? And then when you dig deep into it, you realize, Oh, one, there was a majority of seller financing and one was all cash. I mean, this is such a valuable resource or part of the survey that should not be overlooked. Yes. And then um, on the positive side to that too, it's broken down into those categories. Uh, So if you're dealing with predominantly, shall we say less than a million dollars sales price, asking price, you just take a look at those that are less than 500 K or 500 K to a million um, that sold the year prior, put the numbers together or keep them separate. You can do that for each category. So you can target down into your um, price point. Because what we have found, as you know, um, the asking price or the sales price or the purchase price are the more dependent on what the final price will be, sometimes even more so than industry. Even if things are valued differently, it still comes up similar if it's on that small on this lower level. Nothing's going to sell like the public companies. <laughs> no. That 12 times multiple. <laughs> yeah. You know. Be nice. <laughs> I, I, I tell my clients, you know, you and I both wish that. However, <laughs> I don't live in a world of, <laughs> of impossibilities. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell people all the time, like, look, what you want to find is the needle in the haystack. And when I found trying to find the needle in the haystack, well, nothing sells when you try to do that. It's very difficult. I mean, we have to deal in the world of reality. And I think the Market Pulse survey um, and everything that comes of it helps us helps us as a business intermediaries, business brokers uh, do that. Correct. And and other um, items you can find in the market pulse, of course, are looking at the percent, you know, the percent of transactions that actually terminate without closing. 
And you can start seeing that, you know, not every deal makes it to that closing table. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. didn't know that. I thought everything, I thought everything closed. <laughs> Sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both work on a high percentage of making it, but, but unfortunately reality is, is reality. And it, Oh, the 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 average we all hear on our industry is that twenty to thirty five percent or so. Actually, I'm trying to be a very big margin here. Make it. Yeah, you're being um, generous. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually, um, close and the remainder don't. Um, or it's 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 a big mess, and it truly depends on your advisors and your business and yourself sure. as a business owner. Sure. So. so when we talk about the market pulse, um, who is your target audience? I mean, the assumption would be business brokers, but um, in talking with you, I believe it, it goes beyond that. Yes. Uh, there are three targets. There's the business brokers and intermediaries. There's the business owner. And there's the business owners, advisors, and uh, business brokers, intermediaries, centers of influence. Because I can tell you every time I uh, we, we finalize one of these market pulses, I've got financial advisors after me um, pretty much every month. What's going on? What's what's the newest updated for, for, for exit planning? So I can start showing my clients, my new clients, what's going on. And they're tracking it. They're pulling the numbers and they're, they're keeping track. Look, this many people who who closed planned exit and most of them, you know, were not, were not prepared. And therefore you want to be on the prepared side. So if you do get that unexpected offer, if you do get, you know, a ready to go to market, for whatever reason, hopefully nothing bad, but but we all know that when you sell your business, the number one reason is retirement, um, still is uh, right now, but there have been, you know, the dastardly deeds is what we call them, divorce, dissolution, um, things that lead to to selling your business when you don't want to. The, you know, those are things that unfortunate in our in our business that sometimes tragic things that happen in life spearhead the opportunities that we represent. But it's still important for us to be able to represent them because there's there's a need there. So a good portion of our our listening audience are business owners that are listening. And from their perspective, can you talk about what the market pulse uh, means to them? Why is it important to them? Um, there is lots of sections in the market pulse and, and you can see what the expectations are, um, in Q4, uh, that we finished in January of this year. The expectation is that in the next, in the next year or so, it's a really good time to sell a business. But looking further than that, it may or may not be. 
on and wh- why do business uh, brokers and intermediaries think it's a good time or are expecting a, a better um, future? Well, Chris, you know as well as I do, we all, we all take a look at what's going on within our practices, what's going on within our communities, what's going on within our country. Um, and uncertainty um, and differences uh, create in, in the seller's market and or buyer's market. We track and we've tracked that consistently since 2012, as is no surprise, um, Q1 of 2012, which was taken April of 1st through 15th, the survey respondents, the expectation for the future future prices valuations tanked dramatically, lowest we've ever seen it. Even, you know, even during when things were coming right out when we were starting in 2012. Um, there was very little optimism across the board. And that optimism has has rebounded throughout the year, but it's still not where it is. And the expectations into the future are that, that obviously it may be a buyer's market coming. It's a stronger buyer's market than it was, a, you know, two years ago this time by far. So knowing what your market is also allows you to know who your likely buyer is. If you're a Main Street business, your likely buyer is an individual or a competitor. If you, it's not going to be a private equity group. You will hear about private equity groups all the time, or you will tell your advisor you may be interested in a private equity group because they're buying businesses and they have a lot of money. You've heard this. We have all heard this. But if you don't have a million at the very low side in EBITDA, most likely three million, you, they're not even going to look at you, your business because you're not the right size. Um, now, Chris, what are you seeing about bolts or add-ons? Are you seeing a lot of those right now? Yeah, and I've seen the the equity groups, interestingly enough, in the last year, have lowered the threshold on a lot of things where two years ago, three years ago, they wouldn't look at. Nowadays, all of a sudden, they're becoming a little more interesting to them. That is exactly what's going on, and that is shown in in the market pulse as well. I mean, you get you get what's going on. Um, now, if you are a business owner, by knowing that types of buyers who might be interested, you also know the strategies you you need to put in place. If a private equity group is is interested, and you really don't want to be working anymore, <laughs> what are your options, Chris? Well, you better if you don't want to work anymore, you don't want to be part of the transaction going forward. You better find someone else to buy it. I think. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> because we're seeing on how long they're staying. You know how long they need to stay, and and private equity groups don't like it. Um, but when you're you as the management team leave. <laughs> 
No, that's what that's part of what they're buying. That's what they that's the value to them. And and that's why I love the name of the report, the market pulse. I mean, it and I love the fact that it comes out quarterly because you really can keep check the pulse of the market on what's going on and what changes are are being made and and and, and you can actively you know, maneuver or maybe change the way you're looking at things or marketing things or how you're going about things in a, in a, in real time and not just a year later when year end reports come out. So I, I want to talk about, we talked about what it means to a business owner, but now let's talk about the business broker or the business intermediary or the M&A advisor, right? It's a pretty competitive group that's out there, but they're listening to this, uh, to this show. Talk about how these groups of individuals can use the market pulse survey and the reports that they provide to their benefit when it comes to getting new listings or engagements. Okay. Well, the first benefit is, is taking um, the survey and being part of it. And it truly doesn't matter if you commit, if you completed um, zero transactions or if you completed 10 transactions in the prior quarter. There are many quarters where a significant proportion of respondents don't complete anything. And that's okay, because there are other questions that can be asked. But by completing the survey, you receive the two PowerPoints that are between 80 and about 150 pages of every question with a graph on it of the answers. Um, you can take that and pull it apart and use it in presentations, use it in for clients, use it in lunch and learns, use it in blogs and marketing materials. You can become the expert or the go-to individual in your community with that pulse of the market, which is why we called it the market pulse. So, so becoming that expert go-to person. Getting those two items is only available if you take the survey. The executive report is available to everyone on ibba.com slash resources page. You can actually go back and get all the way to the beginning which is Q2 of 2012, and see the reports throughout and see the history. In each quarter, for those who take it, I said there were two reports. One is at each question, and one is a comparison of the prior year. So not only do you get what's going on right now, you can see how it's changed from that prior year. You can take that report and compare it to every other one you've taken, and you can have a quarter over quarter over quarter over quarter comparison all the way back. It's it's just that robust. You also we, have the opportunity. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You have the opportunity. You also have the opportunity. Um, <laughs> This is one of those really good things for 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 uh, business intermediaries, M and A advisors, and brokers. You might be selected, drawn for getting your name in the market pulse for one of those executive reports, and that stays in in 
obviously, since Q2 of 2012, we've had uh, quotes in the, in the reports. So you you get those opportunities as well. And there are a few more. But go ahead, Chris. No, I find the information you're talking about fascinating because so if, if you're going out on a listing appointment or or a, a new engagement that you're you're trying to obtain and you're talking value or price to a prospective client and they tell you, well, I talked to so-and-so business broker or advisor or whomever, and man, they're telling me that I can get two or three times the amount you're telling me. So how does this survey uh, help me or you or whoever it is that's confronted with that situation? Oh, it's it becomes part of my marketing packet with them when I when I go to it, and it helps. I've had five other people call me call me. I like email because it's easy to respond directly yeah. and and tell me they've done the same thing that they got they got the client because they told the truth or the client went with somebody else. And then a year later they called them back up and said, I still have my business. This person doesn't, didn't sell it. Are you available? Um, getting those types of calls really, and, and information really, really shows the value of it. Getting it the first time, it works if you've got the information as well and you're right there and show it, say, hey, you know, this is what really happened. And you can use it with other information. There are, depending on what your level is, this thy cell has some compilated data. There are AM and AA has some compilated data. Uh, the Middle Markets Project out of Ohio has some compilated data. So in using all of these together, you can really present a a case that you're the expert here. You know what you're talking about. And you're not willing to waste their time and your time taking a business to sale that isn't saleable at the price that they want or that this other individual was telling them. Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to educate the client. I had not too long ago, someone say to me, they said, well, Chris, um, the other person I was talking to said that the market's going to ultimately dictate how much it sells for, so it doesn't matter what we go out to price with. And I said, well, they're correct about half of what they said. They're like, well, what's that? I said, well, the market will speak. And the market has spoken. And that's the information I'm sharing with you. And that's the information you can get off the market poll survey. It's the information that shows you this isn't reality. This isn't the wish, the dream, the hope. This is factual information on deals that have recently happened and have happened within your industry. And it tells us what the market is calling for right now. And that's the power to it, in my opinion. You said it so well. I like it when other people say it better. <laughs> <laughs> I had you at a loss for words. I'm like, did I say something wrong? <laughs> oh, you know, the, um, the the timing, you know, we're coming down to the last, uh, I don't know, about 10 minutes or so on the, on the show. And I want to go over a couple of things that I think are important. We talked a lot about the value uh, proposition, all the, the benefits you get out of, uh, out of the market pulse. So, 
I want to talk about some of the things that have gone on with the Market Pulse survey recently. So can you talk about the recent changes within the Market Pulse, specifically concerning Pepperdine University and the relationship with the IBBA and M&A source to the Market Pulse? As I mentioned earlier, um, IBBA, M&A source, and Pepperdine have been joint since since the inception in Q2 uh, of 2012. In, uh, Q, well, in January of 2020, when we were analyzing the 2019 Q4 survey, Craig informed us that, that Pepperdine's private capital markets project funding had ended. And for those of you don't, who don't know about universities, a lot of the research projects are funded through grants, through private donations, through what projects are, are funded and they're a center or a, a project. Well, that ended, so they didn't have funding to continue in, in 2020. We thought, okay, um, IBBA and M&A uh, source boards decided we're going to continue this no matter what. We'll, we'll see if they can get through, get funding or get refunding because there was opportunities uh, for it. But we all know what happened by March of 2020. So funding has been delayed. I just recently heard that they've received some funding. However, it may not be enough for the market pulse. But during this time, we were so fortunate when the boards decided to continue and that we could hire the researcher, their research assistant, who has since gone on and gotten her PhD. We could hire her to continue to you know, do the analysis and get the survey and, and keep it going through 2020. We worked as well as we can and we're hopeful that they get funding so we can move forward but if they don't we are are sincerely and hopefully going to find another business school to partner with the reason a business school partnership is so important is that they have something that most um well, nobody else does. It's the IRB. It's an institutional review board where any research goes through it and has to be approved before it can go out to market. Hence the reason it typically takes so long for us to release the report after we get it. It goes through IRB. And with that, it gives an, a whole new level of credibility. So we, we are seeking that again. And we loved, love that partnership. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, the, the aspect of the credibility. So, yeah, I mean, well, first off, kudos to the IBBA and M&A Source boards for understanding and seeing the significance of the Market Pulse survey and the continuation of it and all that it provides to our entire uh, industry or our profession. So, you know, thank all of you for, for you know, picking up the torch and, you know, continuing to go with it. And, and I know if uh, hopefully Pepperdine, we're able to uh, work with them again in the future and thank you, thank them for all that they've done 
in the, in the growth of the Market Pulse. And, and if it means partnering eventually with another uh, business school in the future, if that's the route it has to go, you know, that's fine too. But, you know, it, it's just a great resource and a great, uh, great thing that the IBBA and M&A Source offers. And, and, and I'm so glad for people like you, Lisa, and, and the people that you work with that, that have done this. So we're coming to the end of our time, but before we go, can you please let the listeners know how they can participate once again in the Market Pulse survey and, and get the reports? Okay. The Market Pulse survey comes out the 1st through 15th following the quarter. So April 1st through 15th is Q1, July 1st through 15th is Q2, October 1st through 15th is Q3, and January 1st through 15th of the following year is Q4 for the prior year. <laughs> so with that said, you will, if you if you are on any IBBA M&A source list, you probably get an email and reminders to take the market pulse. If you are not, you can always go and take it from from one of their lists or or your affiliate organization, maybe the one sending it out to you. We are strongly encouraging every broker and every intermediary to take it because the the more the more individuals who take it, the more robust the findings, of course. And the additional aspect is that we have been in everything from Forbes to USA Today to all the, pretty much all the local business journals. Uh, there are so many news reporters that are hungry for current information about what's going on right now. In, in in business sales because business owners want to know as well. They they provide this service to their readers and that's they love, love, love data <laughs> and surveys that have yeah. just been completed. <laughs> yeah. So so by by taking that survey and you can always you can always get the link from IBBA. There's usually a link on their, their page as well is take the survey. You you get access to those PowerPoints I mentioned, a press release uh, for yourself and or a blog, depending on what the quarter is. Sometimes there is a broker addendum that will help you compare yourself to other brokers or intermediaries and or your office what's going on how are people finding their clients for so brokers and intermediaries can can see how what they're doing how many people are solopreneurs how many people have offices where you're going and how you're doing things and those are also benefits you just get from taking the survey In I addition, that. That, yeah, go ahead. Oh, in addition, sorry, I forgot my my computer just went black. I forgot to tell you <laughs> that. I also could say that you you have a chance, an opportunity to you know win a free online course from the IBBA or M and A source. So, 
I'm just glad you didn't go away on it because my computer just went totally black. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, please look, I, I, I say this with all sincerity and you know, I want to thank you so much for your dedication to not just the Market Pulse survey, um, but to the IBBA, the M&A source and our profession as business brokers in general. Now, I personally want to thank you for your volunteer efforts because I know volunteer efforts and hours you put into it take away from your time award that you work and you do that. And, and the reward is more of a, a gratification than something you feel on the inside because it's not a financial reward. And, and, and for what you do to provide this information for the betterment of our entire profession, you know, I think business brokers uh, owe you and the others who work with you and who have worked and the Pepperdines and the, and the universities and the people in the past, you know, a, a, a token of appreciation for all that you've done. So thank you for taking time out to be on the show today and I, I wish you continued success and again with your year as chair of the of the IBBA. Thank you so much, Lisa. Well thank you, Chris. And I can't leave without saying thank you to Kyle Griffin, Dave Ryan, and Scott Bushke, our current whole marketing <laughs> market pulse marketing persons that put this together and do it. I could not do it without them. Well thanks to your entire group. So those of you that are listening, you know, after listening to today's show, I hope and pray and really believe that you're going to participate in the Market Pulse survey because it helps all of us. I hope you take Lisa's advice on how to use the Market Pulse report to your benefit. And I hope you appreciate the efforts of people like Lisa Riley and her team who donate countless hours to help us all. I mean, I know I do. I appreciate your support of IBBA Insights. To listen to all of our episodes and all of our shows, you can go to IBBA.org slash insights. Once you're there, you can subscribe by clicking to the Apple, Android, or email icons, and you never have to miss an episode of IBBA Insights again. Today was a great show. I can't wait to talk about other insightful topics with our incredible guests on the next episode of IBBA Insights.